Rolling from our problems contains some mature content. Listener discretion is advised. Hi there, and welcome back. I'm Weston, your DM. Hello, my name is Ryan, and I am playing as Mulek Remen, the fighter, Horizon Walker Ranger, Lizard Folk. I'm Robbie. I'm playing Never, the rogue, School of Advocation wizard, Aarakocra. And I'm Jonah, playing Bakavard the Bastard, the half orc, paladin, barbarian, berserker. And this is Rolling from Our Problems Cataclysm. Previously on Rolling From Our Problems, Cataclysm. As we get back into our session with the three characters just barely exiting the mist into Tannersby, you see lots of like colorful greenery and stuff like that, but nothing really above like knee height, and it doesn't look like there's any tilling done anywhere around here. Ah, no a, farming. A beautiful town. Never, you see a couple of these grown men sort of unclasp pistols that are on their belt, not grab them or, or pull them out or anything like that, but ready them slightly. Can I just say, cow? Mulek <laughs> <laughs> will lick his lips and say, ah, so many tasty people around. <laughs> <laughs> Saloon doors? Saloon doors, you yeah. know it. <laughs> the first through with my wings outstretched. <laughs> These doors slam against the side and everybody in this tavern stops talking. So quick side note, I found out that Mulek doesn't have any money at all. <laughs> we have uh, rooms as well as the food and I assume that's what that much money was for. It's just like your sort to be tossing money around like that. But got hmm. rooms to put you up in. Yeah, perfect. I guess that'll do. I'll nudge Navar and say, buy me some, buy me some Sylvain and I'll pay it back to you. <laughs> Last time you said that to me, you spent it on arrows. <laughs> <laughs> well, we won't have the chance to acquire Sylvain again for probably a while. As you're rushing out of this building, you nearly knock over what looks to be an elvish boy, and he kind of steps back as you slash into this door frame, <laughs> and he kind of like hides his shock, and he looks up the three of you and back and forth, and he's like, uh, uh, sirs, um, uh, can you, uh, come with me? I, uh, my, my father wants to speak with you. Oh, my yes, young lad. <laughs> And as he kind of pulls himself up to stand, he seems unsteady and he kind of coughs and he's like, ah, Master Mistwalkers, it's very good to see you. I, I only, I've, I've done it. I've done it. I have something I want to show you. Yeah. And he kind of limps off to the side towards a door that goes into the bigger part of the house that you had seen before that you could see from outside. And he starts to kind of leaning on this door, opening it, and he steps inside. I follow. I do as well. So does Kava. So as we get back into it, we're currently in this 
dusty shop-like thing. It's a lot smaller than the blacksmith shop you were in before. And you're following this old elderly looking elf, which is abnormal, who is coughing and hacking. And he has just barely slipped off into this back room here. Mulek lets out a, a cough and pulls his mask up to his face. I'm going to pull mine off and I'm going to say, Ooh, feels good to breathe in the fresh air. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's very dusty. <laughs> very dusty in here, yes. Still fresher than the mist. It's true. I'm still very tired and I'm kind of using my axe as like a little bit of a cane. Just sort of, not like cripplingly so, but I'm walking with it. Yeah, you're just putting a little bit of pressure on it mm-hmm. as you walk. Okay, well, like says this elderly elf, is muttering something about I've, I've ma- master mistwalkers. Thank, thank you for, thank you for coming. I, I need to, sh- I need to show you I, I did it. And he pushes himself up from the desk and leaning heavy on a cane on his uh oh what arm did I say was fucked up? Probably his left. His left arm is fucked up. So he's leaning heavily on a cane on the right and he pushes through a door and goes through. Um, his son doesn't make any motion to follow. Still, still standing at that door. The front door. Okay, so he I'll, wants us to follow. Along. I'll look at you, Never, and I'll say, please, after you. Okay. Okay. So as you walk through this doorway, you open into what looks like an old blacksmith shop, but it's run down. You can see even like some of these tools have rust. There's a thick layer of dust across everything. There's cobwebs on everything. There's a single flickering lantern above a desk in the back. Uh, go ahead and make me either an arc- Ah, yeah, roll an arcana if you wouldn't have air. Okay. Oof. Nine. Nine. Okay. So you can see as you kind of look around, you can see some odd little bits of metal and stuff like that. You can't put together what he was doing with them, but some of the specialty metals, that dull tight, some of that silver, and you see scraps of this kind of tossed around, little bits of this metal. You watch as he limps through, kicking up dust. I'm going to say, come on, old man. I have a nap that I need to take. He continues to move back towards this desk that still has an oil lamp that's like slowly burning down and keeps flickering out and coming back on. And he kind of leans against this desk and and gestures you both over. Well, all three of you over. (sighs) I'm going to point my beak that way and follow. As you get towards the back of this desk, you, he reaches underneath and you hear this clicking sound as he releases some sort of hatch and he slides out the false bottom of this table. And there's this slender wooden box about four, five feet long. What is and that? And he sets it up on the table. I, 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 I did it. I, I, I did it. You, you don't. This is, this is gonna. Uh, I'm, I finally made it happen. This is, this is huge. This is. I don't have much time. You gotta. And you watch as he works his fingers around this box and begins to pull it open and. <laughs> Go ahead and make me another Arcana check at this moment. 20. 20. Natural 20? No. No. Okay. So as he starts peeling open this box, you immediately recognize a lot of these specialty metals that you guys have been dealing with to fight certain monsters. But it's different. As he pulls this box up, inside you see a longsword. But this longsword has... On the face that you can see, you see both some sort of smooth Stygian, that Stygian steel that's almost obsidian looking, and you see a lightly glowing gold. The spine of this sword is made out of a red adamantite, and the blade seems to be a finely sharpened 
mithril edge. Wow, Whoa. that is quite the blade. Uh, uh, here, here, help me, help me get it, help me get it out of there. I'll reach over and I'll pick the blade up. Okay, sort up. Um, as you pick it up, not only does it have one side of this this radium gold, the celestial metal, it's glowing gold, and then on the other side, you also recognize Nevair at least that Sylvain and Doltite, but the Doltite isn't ashing away. It, even though it still has that matte finish, it seems to actually be a stable metal, which you've never seen before. You've never seen that. Mm. So basically, this sword has a spine of adamantite, a blade of mithril, and then alongside one side is going to be radium and sylvain, so the Feywild and celestial metal. And on the other side is doltite and stygian steel. So you've got one side of the blade that'll wreak havoc against death and chaos, and another that'll wreak havoc on life and order. Wow. So this sword can kill anything. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, and 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 my research. I need to. I need to give you my research too. You 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 need you you need to have this. Yes, yes, we do for sure. Yes. And um, he goes to reach under the desk and he falls and you hear like something like cracking. Oh. And he hugs his arm tighter to his side and he's on his knees now and he brushes away and he pulls up this box and this pulls out this thickly bound leather journal. It looks like he's bound it himself. And he, he pushes it over to you, Nevarez, uh Kava's looking at this blade. I open it up. Uh, what languages do you know? Uh, good question. Aarakocra. Aarakocra, <laughs> Aeorin, Common, of course, and Thieves' Cant. So some of this book is written in Common, but there's also some Elvish script, Dwarven script, script you'd recognize as being like abyssal celestial script it seems like this is a uh this writing contains all sorts of languages and you can see in common it's kind of demonstrating some of the ways that he's worked this metal differently and some failed things and the parts that you can kind of glean he's managed to make radium harder and he's made dull type to where it doesn't just fade away over time Stygian to where it's more stable as well and you can kind of look around the shop now and see that you're literally surrounded by all these incredibly hazardous materials that are just failed products that are just I mean failed projects that are just tossed to the side in heaps you can't make out like clearly a lot of what he's done here but he, you now have this thick bound journal of this guy's like quest to create this blade wow I will put it in my hat no, wait, this is I a don't long have a sword. Hat. Yeah, a long sword. I don't have a. Oh no, I don't have a, a bag of holding to put it in. Or actually, let me see the. Let me see if it's a long sword or a great sword. I forgot the. Robbie, I am taking sword. I'm taking this book. Okay, you can have the book. You can have the book. I get the sword. Ryan gets the pistol. Oh yeah. Would it work better for you to be a a great sword? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so it's a great sword. Great sword. It's now like a six foot long blade instead of a three foot long. Blade. So I'm literally the only one who could have even. Tried. <laughs> of course. Of course. This uh, box is actually uh, carved to perfectly fit this blade, but it doesn't have a scabbard or anything like that. I'll put the blade back in the box. Mm -hmm. Does the box have like a strap on it or anything? Yeah, yeah, it definitely has like a strap across the top that's kind of rudimentary. Go ahead and roll me a perception really quick. Okay, perception. Oh, jeez. Not one for a four. Okay, yeah. There's a box there, yeah. That's it. You're you're on thin ice here. It's a new die that I just made. 
Um, I'll just put the blade back into the box and I'll shut the box and pick it up. And okay. The old elf is still like slumped on the floor. He hasn't gotten himself back up. I'll tuck the sword box under my arm and I'll reach down and try and gently, I'll like rehook my axe too. And uh-huh. I'll gently try to pick this guy up. Yeah. Even his like good arm feels far too thin. I'll reach down and grab him by the waist and okay. kind of put his good arm over my shoulders and just sort of heft him up. Thank you. I just, I had to, I had to, I had to get it, I had to get it done. I had to get it done. Thank you very much. I can't read it, but I like it. Uh, It's, it's, it has all the, everything I've been able to learn. Everything I've been able to learn. Mm. We'll put it to good use. You, you have to, you have to share the information. You've got to, you've got to copy it. You, they, these people, uh, this is all, this is all I can do. Who? The. The people, the, the people who still live, the, the stupid f- fools, the stupid fools in clearings. This is all, this is all I could do. So this is to protect the common folk. Yeah, this is, this is all I could. What's your name, old man? You should get credit for this work. I'm expecting it to be something, something Van Deer. Oh, it's gotta be a Van Deer now. It wasn't, but now it is. Cha-ching. Yeah. Cameos. Uh, oh, man, I don't like that. What was the original guy's name? The original guy. The guy who gave us our silver tattoos in the KFC campaign. Oh. Ooh, that's in a different file, unfortunately. Eridon. Eridon Von Deer. We'll make sure that you're remembered, good sir. Thank you. And and my my son, I don't don't let him walk the mists. Very well. Who is he? He's a little Elvy boy. <laughs> the little kid, the guy who brought us here. Oh. Elgin. 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 E L G E N Elgin. He he's He's not, he, he was lost when, when the breaking, it hasn't been, none of us have been the same, but I can't, he can't. You can clearly tell that this guy's to some degree like lost his wits. All right. Good thing I've got them in the book. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. I'll kind of like half carry the, the old man out and I'm going to look at his son and say, where does he rest? Uh, up, upstairs. Is, is he, is he okay? He's just weak. Mm-hmm. And I'll yeah. take him up there and set him on like a bed or something. I'll, I'll go. I'll go brew his tea. Uh, and you hear him move into a room in the back, on the opposite side of the blacksmithery. And you hear him set a pot on the on the uh, stove as you guys walk him upstairs. I'll just. I'm not gonna like tuck this dude into bed, but I'm just gonna uh, like get him into his bed. Yeah, he falls. He falls stiffly and lays back, and he's clutching his fucked up arm against his side, and he's like breathing heavily. I'm gonna go try to find a cup in his house and get him some water. Thank you, Master Mist Walker. And uh, Nevaeh, go ahead and roll investigation. Okay. As Elgin is brewing this tea. (laughs) 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 You don't ask, you just start rubbing your kitchen. (laughs) Uh, Perception, where art thou? I cannot perceive perception. There it is. 18. 18. So yeah, you can see like as he's preparing this pot and stuff like that to boil this water, this tea kettle, he opens the cupboard with the cups in it to get the tea kettle out. You immediately just grab one real quick and fill up some water. And I hand it to him, the old man. Yeah, he he takes it and he's like shaking when, as he brings it to his lips and it's splashing and he gets some down. <sighs> I'm gonna. Did he just die? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he didn't just die. Holy shit! I'm gonna walk over. He just to... dies right there. <laughs> I poisoned him. I'm gonna walk over Little to. Little did you know he had a rare disease where water kills him. It's oh. <laughs> no, he's, he's good. I'm gonna walk over to Elgin and I'm gonna say, "Your father has given us 
an incredibly valuable gift, and he's only asked us for one thing in return. Yeah, well, what? What is? What is? What could he possibly want? He says that you cannot walk the mists as we do. You see him kind of like look away off to the side. I'm gonna kind of lean in and I'm gonna say, this is your one warning. I will honor your father's wish. And if I catch you outside of these clearings, I will take your legs so that you don't walk anywhere ever again. (laughs) I could be just like my dad, another stupid fool who gave it all and jack shit. You're allowed to think that, but I honor my debts. And I'm gonna turn around and walk out. You was no fool. I'm gonna follow. Okay. (laughs) Uh, He continues to brew this tea. Um, you hear him continue to work for a couple minutes and I don't know how long you guys are hanging around, but he takes his cup of tea and runs upstairs with it. I was like out the door. Yeah, okay. yeah I was Perfect. following. Okay. So you, you leave him to brew the tea and now you've got a, a big wooden case slung across your back as well. Did you say it's six feet? Yeah. The blade is six feet. Well, okay. And all <laughs> like the case itself is like six feet. So you probably have like at least a hand and a half, two hand. So you've got like a foot and a half maybe at the bottom. Okay. And then the rest of the blade. Okay. Because I, if I remember right, Kava's only like five nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. That's a hell of a, a stick up. But yeah, like so the the hill five eight unhulky. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <That's crazy. laughs> it's like <laughs> almost <laughs> my height. Yeah, but uh, like the handle and the cross guard is made of andamantite as well cool. as this as this spine that brings it up to the tip. Nice. I'm excited. I'm not gonna have any reason to use my axe anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, you could even hit something in the head that's weak to adamantite or whatever. Well, adamantite is just a super strong metal. Oh. Yeah, I don't think it has any like damage effects really yeah the other rare metals will Mm -hmm. but like the adamantite and the mithril are just like you're gonna have a a sword that doesn't dull and will not break so adamantite is the hardest metal Uh uh-huh and then so Mithril is magic easily hit someone with the pommel and knock them out. Oh, yeah. You could you could use the pommel of this as, like, a sledge against somebody's, <laughs> like, metal door, and you'd slowly just dent it in without any damage to the hilt. Well, I have an axe for that. True, true. That's what uh, I think, I think while we're in there, what Mulek is going to be doing is gathering up some of these dangerous failed experiments and pocketing them. I feel like that's the fitting thing to have him do right now. Yeah. Yoink. Yoink. He like examines the chunk and you hear him just sticking (laughs) like a bag on his side. That's hilarious. At some point he finds like a shiny bit of metal and offers it to Navir. Thanks. What is it? (laughs) He's got his mask on and he just just nods. No, I'm asking you what is it? What what am I seeing? Uh, It's just a piece of like twisted steel that has like acid burns in it. I'm going to say thanks and I'm going to put it back. (laughs) He nods. (laughs) 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 So you're going to leave it back in the shop when he does that? Yeah. And then um, Mulek is just going to follow you guys out. Um, Glad I have this book. I'm going to have to find a dictionary. He seems, Mulek seems very disgusted in the weakness of the old man. Where do you think I might find, <laughs> where do you think I might find a library in D&D? Ooh, or well, like a dictionary or something something to learn a language. Is that a thing? It definitely can be. It definitely can be if it's not already. That'd be something to like inquire about in an outpost to see if like there's some like forgotten library or something like that that somebody stumbled across. Okay. Oh, also, That'll are we quest. in the town forward? We're not in the town where we were contracted. Right, right. Okay. You're in Tannersby. That's right. Not Bracton. So yeah, you guys are able to storm out at that point. And not storm out, but walk out. I'm going to say, hey, I want to learn more about this book. I'm going to go back to the outpost and see if someone could help me. Okay. 
I want to sleep. Okay. Split the party. You don't have to, but I have a level of exhaustion and half health. I know. I, I really want to go read a book, though. <laughs> Wizard thing. Wizard moment. Yes. Okay. This is not the right. That's the wrong town I had selected. <laughs> no, I wrote no sleep. His name down. I wouldn't sleep at all if I could. <sighs> oh my gosh. What was his name? Dirk. You can call him Dirk. Dirk. <laughs> the shitty little sword. <laughs> He's Dirk now. So uh, Mulek is actually going to follow um, Kava back towards their, their room as it was kind of threatening before. Mm. I'm going to look at the way that they're going and just, wait, we got a room. Yeah. So I know where they're going. Never mind. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go over to the outpost alone. Okay. Well, we'll start with the room. You guys make it back to the room. Again, the moment people walk into this tavern, you know, saloon doors dusty everybody kind of clocks you as you come in you hear some people that are just like slowly shuffling their hands back vocals die down the barkeep kind of clocks you as you walk in and gives you a nod if he hasn't already given you a key he slides one forward to you i'm gonna say thanks keep yeah and he also sets like a bottle of whiskey off alongside the key i'm gonna pick up the key and then pick up the bottle and then just like pull the cork with my teeth And I'm going to take a big swig on my way into the room. Okay, constitution save. That is okay. All right, second chance dice. Yeah, dirty 20. Dirty 20, okay, you're good. So you make it back into this room, and it seems to be a fairly simple, like, uh, like merchant room. It's good quality cloth for what you're saying. Also, I don't think I mentioned it well enough, but this is a fey clearing. So you're seeing humans, but also quite a bit of, like, elven stuff. You might see, like, a satyr or something like that. Maybe a hobgoblin or two. Um, You make it back into this room with a hefty, hefty metal locking door. The wood of this tavern seems to have almost spots of like glowing mushroom growing into the wood itself. You get in here and they're fairly fine bedspreads and stuff like that. And there's actually six beds in this, or five beds in this room. Three opposite the door and then two on either side of the door. There's three windows that you're in the corner of the building. So when you enter the room, there's a window on the left and then two on the wall in front of you in between the three beds. I want to take the bed that's closest to the door, Uh but like the door opens in front of that bed. Okay. Okay. So right side. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. I want to take that bed. Perfect. I'm going to set the sword case on the ground and I'm going to slide it underneath the bed and I'm going to take my axe and I'm going to lean it head down on the head of the bed and I'm going to take my cloak off and like shake it out. And then I'm just going to lay on A bunch on the of, bed. like, Shadowfell dust, like, scatters across <laughs> as you shake it out. And I'm just going to, like, lay down, and I'm going to nestle the bottle underneath my armpit, and I'm just going to lay down with my cloak as a blanket, and I'm <laughs> passing out. Okay, good, good. Uh, Mulek does his whatever Mulek does when he sleeps, right? It's walks, not here to say. Walks in circles. I was about to say, tears <laughs> a hole in the mattress and burrows. Yeah. <laughs> He makes a nest, lays breaks a, off the leg of a table. Lays a couple eggs, <laughs> spits a puddle of acid, and lays his head in it. Yeah, what, what do <laughs> whatever, lizard folks do? Whatever whatever he does, he takes a bed and and goes to town doing that. Um, so, yeah, the, short, the rest does not come quite yet. Okay. I can imagine, like, the acid just eating through the hole, uh, eating a hole through the floor, and then he can, like, rest his head down into the crater. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or he Or he lays... Like snout down into the crater, uh-huh. so it's perfectly flat now. Oh, <laughs> <Yes. laughs> uh, perfect! All right, we'll transition back to Navir now. Navir, Navir, never say Navir. Oh, uh-huh. well, never ninja. <laughs> I'm gonna be sneaking around in the dark. Sneaking around. Sneak. Wait, how late is it? Sneak a snake. Um, you're you're pushing late evening. Okay. They're still like 
The sun here, there is a sun in this clearing, and it seems to be a little brighter than material clearings with a, a more of a golden light to it. It's a little bit much sometimes, but okay. it's now descending, and the sky is kind of like painted in these overly vibrant sunset colors, kind of drenching the entire town in like a sepia tone. Well, it's getting dark, so I'm going to fly there. Okay, you fly <laughs> there, and you see a couple like people watch you as you go, but most of them seem to stay inside, avoiding you as you fly across the town. <laughs> this giant raven. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna try to not fly into a sign as I go to the outpost. Okay, would you like to roll dexterity? Yes. This might be dexterity best. save. Three. <laughs> yeah, you run into, like, somebody's <laughs> chimney and you dislodge some, like, bricks and stuff like that, and you hear something crumble down and, like, a puff as a fire is hit. And you hear somebody curse down below. <laughs> I'm gonna say that's viable to happen since it's dark and I'm flying fast through this little uh, cramped little at 50 feet per aren't you six blind so oh yeah I'm blind yeah. Yeah. it doesn't matter <laughs> if it's dark well I mean oh, I, I guess can you still... also couldn't see the vibrant colors yeah I couldn't see the vibrant colors mm. I'm colorblind and texture blind right um but you can see where the outpost is down below yeah oh good <laughs> can flap my wings get all the soot off <laughs> And head down. There's some mortar stuck in your feathers that you're definitely going to have to spend some extra time cleaning out later. <laughs> With my beak. With your beak. You get down there and the door is currently closed. Oh. Well, the doors usually are closed, but... Oh, okay, good. I'm going to kick it open. Okay, well, uh, roll a, an athletics check. No, it, wait, it's not a double door? No, no, this is like a regular door. Okay, I'm going to open it. <laughs> okay, it's locked. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I'm going to knock on it with my... Do I have talons? I have talons, yes. Yeah, so you knock on it, and then you hear some shuffling, and he... Uh, Dirk. Dirk opens the door, and he's like, oh, 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 hi, did you did you need something else? Oh, hi, yeah, sorry, just one quick question. Do you know a place where I can learn uh, more of a language, such as Dwarvish or Elven? Mm. Like a, a, a book or a something some tutor or something yeah go come come on in i gotta give uh, me a second oh and cool he goes back and he's ruffling behind this counter pulling up different papers and stuff like that and he goes uh well uh, what are you looking to get translated it's kind of hard to find somebody who knows that many languages but uh i mean i think it'd be cool to you know spend a couple months or so learning the language myself but uh like with a book but if oh, not okay, then okay. then i would want to translate this book right here oh can i, can I take a look at yeah, that yeah 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 here he flips through it and there's like some diagrams and stuff like that which kind of helps a little bit but it's still very confusing and he's like oh this is oh this is working with like walker tools Walker tools? Yeah, missed walker tools. Faded tools. Ah. Huh. I don't... Hmm. Is it okay if I keep this and make a copy of it? Yeah, sure. We're gonna head out pretty soon, but... Oh, okay, okay. Um, I'll get... I'll get what I can. Fuck, I'm gonna be up all night again. <laughs> Watch as he, like, reaches down and... He pulls up a potion you know to be like a, a potion of bracing that's basically gonna give him a free short like a free long rest that's gonna have negative effects for him later like extra exhaustion later like ah after I try to copy that spider picture you what did you want to name that by the way I haven't heard of that yet oh uh I don't know like a skin crawler or something skin crawler okay I'll <laughs> add that to the note for the next parcel ah fuck. <laughs> All right. Well, I gotta, I gotta get to it then. Um, when it comes to finding uh, something for translation, 
I don't know. There was a there was one of those wizarding towers that somebody stumbled across a little while ago. I can get the the general bearing for it. I mean, you know how things kind of move around out there, but give you an idea of what to look for. Yeah, sure. Thanks. That's a. I mean, it's. I'm sure wizards have some books, right? Yeah. One of usually. those. One of those old wizarding towers. Anyway, yeah. I'll, I got to get to this. Sorry. I'll, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Okay. I'll get that together as well. Thanks. Here, here's something for your trouble. I'm going to hand him a gold. Ah, oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> he, he, t- he like looks at this. You see his like mouth like turned down as he looks at this fluid. And you've probably tasted it before. It tastes fucking awful. <laughs> it's like the most bitter thing you can imagine. Like triple fucking espresso. Just condensed into fucking sweat. <laughs> It's, it's vile, but it does the trick. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and he takes this thick, thick book and makes his way upstairs. Wait, is the is the language called Elvish or Elven? Uh, Elven. Okay. Elven and Dwarvish. And there's all Elven, Dwarvish, Celestial, basically every known language. Is in that book? Yes. Oh. Yes. And some that you don't even know. Great. Go ahead and make me a history check really quick. Okay. 17. 17. So one reason you might deduce that this book is in so many different languages, this journal is in so many different languages, is because sometimes you just can't translate things articulately enough. Mm. So a word in Elvish could mean so much that trying to translate it into common takes away some of the meaning and some of the nuance in it. Mm. So you might deduce that that's why it's written in so many different languages is because that was the most efficient way to clearly get something across, which is hard to believe because it's in so many different languages and maybe he's just a madman. (laughs) But that could give you a reason at least. If there's any orcish in there, I got you. (laughs) (laughs) I will ask you about it when you're not asleep. Good plan. (laughs) I'm gonna shake you away. <laughs> Look at my quick. What does this say? Oh my I gotta get out the book right now. You just, you just get a hand cannon to your chin. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. That's why. That's why I wanted to be behind the door. <laughs> All right. Is there anything else you'd like to do before you make it back to the room? Nah. Okay. I'm fly back. You fly back. Uh, go ahead and roll me dexterity <laughs> saving throw. Yeah. Memorize this. I'm gonna do it a lot. 17. 17. No, wait, wait, wait. I I looked at it wrong. It's, I'm sorry, it's 15. 15. That's still fine. No, wait, that's deception. (laughs) It's a saving throw. So it's the tiny box. Oh, yes, it is 17. Okay. 17. Okay. You narrowly miss running into the window of your room and like roll past the corner of this building and make your way to the front. Inside, you hear Mulek like start as this dark form flashes by the window, almost hitting it. You make it into the front. Um, A lot of the patrons of this bar have kind of closed down a little bit. There's less people there. There's a different barkeep at the bar. A uh, red dragonborn with like a dusty cowboy hat that his horns poke through the front of. That's kind of cool. I want a hat. He like looks up at you as you walk in. He's like cleaning the glass. What's up? Mm. You need something? Oh, I was just going to my room. Uh, Oh, yeah. You're one of them. Faded, huh? Yep. (laughs) Your friend's okay. got the key. There you go. <laughs> he gestures to the, the hallway that's down. I'm going to hope it's unlocked. I never said I locked it. <laughs> yep. So you're able to just walk right in there. Please lock it behind you. I, I will. Uh, roll investigation to find the key. Okay. 
Can I use a spell to light the room up slightly? Uh, yeah, you got prestigitation, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, just, yeah. Just you a can, little bit of light. Yeah, you can make, like, a dancing flame on your fingertip, a finger lighter, or yeah, just, like, make, ambient like, flame. I'm gonna make, uh, lights come out of my nostrils. Oh, that's great. <laughs> uh, what do these look like? Little... Dancing little firemen. Dancing little firemen. <laughs> little men of fire that dance out of his nostrils. <laughs> oh, no. You know which one you have to press. The lighting. Oh. They're red. They're glowing red. Oh, but you can't see color. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, no. Oh, no. Here, let, let me. Let me. So they could be any color. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Just like... <laughs> A rave goes off in the room. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, you can see clearly. Did you uh, go ahead and roll that with pers uh, advantage? I mean, perception, investigation, investigation. Okay. Yeah, oh. advantage. <laughs> the big number, twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. <laughs> your your <laughs> eyes focus right in on the key where it's sitting on like a nightstand. Great, I'm glad I rolled well for this. I grabbed the key and I locked it. Well, actually, where would Kava had put it? Because <laughs> he's going with it on yeah, the nightstand. On the nightstand. Okay. So your eyes just hyper focus onto it like a like a shitty zoom meme <laughs> <laughs> and you you see the key and you go and lock the door great i'm i'm gonna find an empty bed if there is one yes there's plenty good flop down onto one and curl up like a, a cat okay <laughs> all right everybody can go get a short rest the long rest has to wait for the full 24 hours but you can go ahead and hit that short rest oh i should check and see if mulek needs health yeah short rest button do 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 mm. 1d12 and 1d10 yay 100 hit points haha <laughs> i was already at that <laughs> 6, 12, 18. Nice. I still have a point of exhaustion. Nice. Fucking right. hell. Um, actually, because you're in a like permanent place, you can remove one point of exhaustion. Yes. That's how we're going to... Oh, yeah. I guess we should do our homebrewed alternate rule now because we had an alternate rule that we homebrewed on top of because 5e fucking <laughs> skeleton. Anyhow. So the alternate rule that we started using was gritty realism, where once per night, instead of taking a long rest, that's when they get their short rest. And they can only get a long rest after a week of rest. But we changed that a little bit to where a long rest takes 24 hours instead of just happening once a week. But because of how uh, exhaustion works and how the waves, the wastes are more likely to cause exhaustion and with the barbarian getting a points of exhaustion during battles we've had to alter that a little bit more if you're in a permanent residence then you can take away a point of exhaustion per night if you're in like a campsite maybe we'll do a chance for it but if you're like trying to camp in the wastes there's no way you're even if you get proper sleep you'll be making rolls to see if you take exhaustion from that another way we can get rid of exhaustion is basically like activities you know like jonah was bringing up in one of our last episodes i think it was like episode two <laughs> where it's like it's like you can healthy drinking bathhouse great way to spend money to get rid of points of exhaustion okay so it's kind of like real life where sometimes if you sleep you get more tired yeah especially if you're sleeping in a place that could kill you at any moment so you're like <laughs> hardly sleeping 
Yeah. And uh, there's also like the potion of bracing that I mentioned earlier. Basically, you can get the benefits of a long rest, but roll for points of exhaustion. You'll take on your next rest. And that can be very detrimental if you roll and you gain like three points of exhaustion for your long rest. And then because when you hit six points of exhaustion, you die outright. Right. So it's definitely a thing that most people who are out adventuring don't want to risk. But, you know, Dirk, who's sitting there, going to be up all night copying papers he can probably sacrifice a little extra exhaustion the next day yeah um so we got the short rest taken care of yep yeah okay good good we should do we should do dream sequences yeah we should let's do some rolls we'll roll for who goes first first 11 not 20 okay so everybody roll for quality of dream now (laughs) three (laughs) 12 all right kava as you fall asleep you come to to what looks like a vast field of clay stained red by blood you know how when clay dries it kind of peels up into little bowls right Mm -hmm. you've got that but these caverns in between are like 10 men deep and five across just these massive cracked clay field covered in blood you see bodies of orcs and goblins just littering these clay bowls hanging off the side just gore rampant and you recall what this place is this is the afterlife for orcs this is the afterlife for goblins this is what they look forward to is the endless blood war between the two of them Mm. um am i alone uh right now yeah you're covered like up to your knees in blood wading through this gore but you don't see anything living around you you hear sounds out in the distance but I'm going to, like, look down and try and look at my hands and my whatever sparse clothing I have on. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, Kava doesn't wear clothes really anyways, but, and then I'm going to try and find some kind of ground, some kind of high ground, if any. Okay. Go ahead and make me a medicine check real quick. Nat one for, nat one. Nat one. You've got cuts into your chest that are so deep you should be dead. <laughs> I'm going to try not to panic as I, like grab the two sides and pinch them together on uh-huh. as many as I can and sort of try and staunch the bleeding. And so I'm just going to like hug myself tightly and keep moving. For some reason, you're not bleeding. <sighs> okay. You still uh, feel the pain of these cuts as you kind of limp to the top of one of these clay lips and you get a visual off to the side and you see what looks like two massive armies of goblins and orcs on either side. And there's kind of this mill in the middle but there is a vast swath of carnage. You see these forms glowing blood red in the sky as if they're eclipsing the sun. And one of these forms looks at you and locks eyes with you. I'm going to startle and I'm going to stumble and slide back down the lip. Uh Uh-huh. You see, go ahead and describe, like, Justice Throck. Okay. Yeah. Um, So he's a very large orc. He holds humanoid features, particularly hit like a more sharp chin, but... And at this point, he could choose his appearance as well. Yeah, um, but he definitely carries more orc blood than human. He only has one tusk, and the other one is growing all the way up almost to his eyes. His face is just laced with scars, thin white lines, and he's wearing a bright, like, matte blue breastplate with a pauldron and armor down the left the left side and he's riding on a white pegasus on the pegasus's saddle there's a lance 
And then on Throck's back is a really, really big sword with a black handle and an eye in the pommel. But Throck doesn't carry any weapons. You see him just sort of sweep down on this Pegasus and just everywhere he lands or com impacts, there's just like an explosion almost. Of both orc and goblin. Yeah. Both of them just being completely shredded. Yeah. And then this horse is going to fly up into the sky and he's going to, Throck is going to jump off of the mount in the air and draw his sword and start falling towards Kava. Yep. And as these eyes kind of lock in and burn, you feel this burning in your chest and you know it's coming from those eyes. That one tusk, almost like metallically gleaming in this grin right before the impact kava wakes up kava's gonna startle awake but he's learned not to make noise when he wakes up anymore Mm -hmm. and so he just like shoots open and is just incredibly tense and his hand is on his gun and he's just gonna slowly look around and try to take assessment the burning isn't gone i'm gonna just kind of like rub my chest on that scar underneath my cloak and stuff and just kind of lay there quietly and try not to make noise or disturb anyone else. Perfect. Navir, <laughs> what was the quality of yours again? 12. 12, and I have to do my roll for that. Okay. Let's see. Do I get rock too? Let's see. Well, it's... <laughs> I let's mean, see. The music so what are yeah. those who aren't hearing. Yeah, the rock and roll. Oh, let's see what would be fitting. I have a really funny joke I want to do, but I don't know if that's... Maybe uh, maybe a slight nightmare is fitting. We'll start with this. So, uh, Navarre never got a chance to properly study being a wizard, right? Yeah. He was an artist, right? Yeah. And then the wizarding kind of came after the wastes. I mean, he knew of some. Some, but he wasn't, like, properly trained, right? Right. Okay. Self-taught. Self-taught wizard. So, Navarre... <laughs> You wake up as teenage Navarre, and even in dreams, colors aren't quite right, textures aren't quite right. They're more there, but they're more like the memory of what they were. Mm. So, like, in your mind, that's what red is, but, you know, it's not It's not the same. You know what I mean? Not as vivid. Yeah, it's, it's like a, a memory of red. And you are teenage Navarre in, like, a proper wizarding robe and academy. Am I in class? Am I taking a test? Yeah, currently you're sitting in like a class and you hear a teacher up at the front pointing stuff out. It's all stuff Navarre already understands where he is now, right? But it's written as if it was like an equation and stuff like that, written all logically out with these big um, magical symbols and stuff like that on this magically glowing board and the kind of thing that a self-taught wizard would have like loved to have, something that explained it so clearly was like so, such a safe learning environment, something he didn't have. Um, and there's probably a dozen other kids in this classroom and there's like stained glass windows that are lighting up this room. Well, I listen intently to the lesson, of course. Okay, go ahead and roll <laughs> what intelligence checks are there. Wisdom. Oh, Arcana. Uh, Arcana. 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 Why? Arcana. Arcana, <laughs> Arcana, yeah. Arcana. Oh, that's cocked. Die was in the way been a good one. Oh. <laughs> nine nine even though it's things that like current navarre understands it just doesn't click in this dream and it's so confusing and frustrating like why would why would that arcane symbol cause cause fire that doesn't make any sense you cause fire with this emotion not some stupid arcane symbol and you're scratching your head over this and then you realize that um the teacher's already on to the next thing and <sighs> Everybody else seems to understand what's going on just fine. I'm going to look at my notes and see if that helps me. Okay, go ahead and uh, roll history now. All right. See, oh, history might not be the most fitting. It's There's not very I many intelligence checks. Yeah, let's do history. Sense. It's different, at least. 
16. 16. So you look at your notes and you're like connecting it again. You're like, oh, okay. So yeah, that invokes this and you kind of get it. And then you look up and the teacher's already onto a different thing. Again, like you're, you're falling behind here. Ah, shit. I say. <laughs> <laughs> the teacher glares at you and, and shoots a, a fire bolt onto your desk and it sizzles. <laughs> My Pay attention. No, no. <laughs> On, onto a metal part, like a stone part of the desk, so it just sizzles to get your attention. Uh, sorry. You can tell that that stone bit is ex- is there for exactly uh, that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's like a stone plate <laughs> on every student's desk. My, is mine in good condition? <laughs> Give me just a flat D20 roll. Four. Very bad. It is a charred, <laughs> like the rest, it's like a fine marble plate. Yours is just a charred black mess. I have ADHD. Nafar <laughs> <laughs> has ADHD. Yes. So, like, says so this lesson isn't going well. The kids are all looking to you at this point, right? And then one of the, the guys next to you, a skinny little cobalt, right? No, no, goblins. Little goblin. Leans over. It's got this, like, finely done red and gold little tunic, right? Goes, hey, Avair, what? Have you been listening? Yeah, sorry. I just, I've, I got lost for a second. Oh, look. Look what I can do. What? And he looks outside at the moon, he stares, and then it explodes in a bowl of fire. <laughs> what the shit? I saw begins, that TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> and then it begins to rain chunks of the moon down violently. The sky turns red, and you wake up. <laughs> Holy shit. Alright, I'm probably convinced that it's real. That the... <laughs> You wake up with a little bit of light through the window. Oh, no. <laughs> it's glowing. The moon. It's ending. Armageddon is here. <laughs> Mulek, Mulek shoots up and has a spear ready already. You don't even see him reach into the quiver. He's just in his hands. I rush to the window and open up the curtain. You startle a young boy who's down on the street, getting ready to throw a rock. <laughs> I look at the moon. Oh, you see the sun. <laughs> Do I? I don't see the moon. You don't see the moon. You see the sun, though. Do I see fragments falling? No, no fragments. Oh, false alarm. It was just a dream. Come on, Navarre. The moon blew up two years ago. Everybody knows that. What? (laughs) (laughs) I don't see it. Because it blew up. We were all surprised when the moon didn't blow up with the rest of the cataclysm, but... The kid decides it's still a good idea to throw the rock at the window. Navarre, go ahead and make a dexterity saving throw. 22. 22. You dodge this little pebble and it flies into the room. Hey! I ignore it. Hey, you! (laughs) Birdman! I ignore it. (laughs) Hey, I'm talking to you! He throws another rock at you. Make another dexterity saving throw. 18. He dodges rock just fine, too. What is it past you? Stop! What is wrong with you? Mama says you're a monster. Well, you're a monster, little boy. Mama says you eat people. Yeah? No, that's the other one. That's gross. Well, you're gross. Scamper off. You're mean. You're mean throwing rocks into he people's throws rooms. Rock at you. <laughs> gonna shoot him. Don't. Just, don't. With a spell. With don't. a spell. With a spell. Are you shooting this little boy with? With... Can I shoot him with um, a, a trick with a uh, prestidigitation? Yeah, a little tiny bit of fire. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, a little, little, little show. I like will, a little smoke ball. A little smoke ball. Smoke there ball. we go. Just to startle him. Yeah. Yeah, because commoners <laughs> have like four HP. This kid got like one. There's no way around that. If you do one point of damage, this kid dies. <laughs> I shoot a smoke ball at him. Okay, good. <laughs> Does it scare him off? Ah! <laughs> my my eyes! Ah. 
be now like, you can't throw rocks accurately like, anymore. And like stumbles down the down the road. You're mean. Mama was right. You started it. You're a monster. You punk. <laughs> there, that's how we start mobs. <laughs> he like wanders off, and he's like crying at this point. <laughs> That's how we get angry mobs, okay? Pitchforks well, and torches. Well, let's go grab my book and scram then. All right, you go get your book. I need a sheath made for this sword. Okay, you know, head out the door because they probably can't fit through the window. There's another blacksmith, like an actual functioning blacksmith. I'll go there. Okay. <laughs> I figured that's where we got bullets and stuff, right? No, that's you got those at the outpost. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the thing about making a sheath, though, is that it'll take, like, a couple days at least to work leather and stuff like that. But you could see if there's something, you know. Okay. I'll get... Or, like, you can get, like, uh, raw leather and wrap it or try to craft it yourself. You have, like, crafting stuff that you could do in the meantime, like, on uh, short yeah. rests. Yeah. I don't have leather working tools. And smithing tools will be adequate. I don't think there's leather working tools oh, okay. in 5e. I do you have tools? smith's tools. Yeah. Thieves tools might help. <laughs> The veil have... leads over to help you with the needlework and unlocks the leather. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just mean like these long metal things, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know, know what you mean, but it's <laughs> just different purpose. <laughs> I mean, like you do like the greatest seam with your smithing tools and then he just comes over and unlocks the seam and it just evaporates. I mean, you can use a good solid tape measure as a hammer, right? <laughs> <laughs> Rogues will find a way. <laughs> I'm going to go to the blacksmith and I'm going to like set the sword down in the case and I'm going to say, I need a sheath for this, but I don't have the time to sit here and wait for you to make one. <laughs> so <laughs> he like he's like looking across to you, his like hat's pulled down. Didn't you guys like make a, like insult the shit out of him when you were in there? I can't remember. Uh... I know he didn't like you and then talking to you guys made it worse. I think Mulek was talking about eating people to him or something oh, like that. Oh, that's right, yeah. I'm gonna, anyway, I'm going to be like, so I would like to pay you to help me measure out the leather, mark mm. it, and then I can take the leather and make it myself on the road. Like, looks at you and he's like, go ahead and roll persuasion. <laughs> <laughs> thought you were saying that as him. <laughs> go, go, ahead, go ahead and roll persuasion. Four. Or <laughs> he looks at you, he's like, ah, I'll sell you leather. I like chewing something in his mouth. All right. For a reasonable price? Yeah, five copper. Okay. He hands you a small bundle of leather. Is that enough? Yeah, yeah. It should be plenty to make a sheath. Can you break a gold? <laughs> Just, you have a various amount of coinage and, and even that box had okay. like some like bars and cylinders of different metals. It's just the equivalent of a gold. It's not actually a straight gold coin only. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Remove five copper pieces. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. So he hands you this wrapped bundle of leather, and it seems poor quality. Not like garbage. Not like garbage, but not great leather. Okay. Oh, where could I find a bag of holding? He's like sitting here chewing his whatever he's chewing. Bag of what? Don't all bags hold things? <laughs> a magical bag. <laughs> That's bigger on the inside than on the outside. I have leather bags. <laughs> <laughs> You're testing my patience. I don't mean to do that. Y'all tested my patience yesterday. Okay. <laughs> Never are you with him? No, I, I went off alone. <laughs> Mulek begins to rub the point of a spear against his thumb, <laughs> checking the point of it at the door. <laughs> 
you would know that if you're looking for magic, it's most likely to be found at like an outpost or like if a place has a wizarding thing that, mm. but you didn't see one in this town. Okay. I'm just going to say thank you for your time and I'm going to turn around. And... Thank you for your patronage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as I'm walking out, I'm just going to like <laughs> right on his floor, like right, <laughs> at the, right at the threshold of the door uh-huh, and I'm uh-huh. just going to like take a step out onto the street. <laughs> You'll like follows you. You hear him muttering something about faded under his breath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway. Okay, Never, moving over to you. That's a good spittoon noise. Uh, I'm going to walk there. Yeah, okay. Roll me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I haven't had my coffee yet. Yeah, you're seeming how it's twice as fast. You don't have to roll to avoid buildings. You you make it through, and at some point, uh, roll me perception real quick. Hmm, sad. I got <laughs> an 11. Okay, you don't see this then. You just walk through town on your merry way without a care in the world or noticing anything. And you make your way to the outpost. I'm gonna open the door. It's unlocked. Yay. Open the door and walk in. You walk in and you see nobody here. There's still that, like, bell on the counter. Flick it with my talon. Ting! You hear a scattering upstairs. <laughs> and you, Dirk comes back, like, eyes red. <laughs> he's got a bundle of, of like papers in his arms and he's like well not he's got like a sheaf of papers not very many maybe like t- a 12 or so right and it's like okay okay um yeah so 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 you asked about that wizarding tower thing right yeah well here this is this is the information i have on mm. it and he pushes it towards towards you and he's like it's not it's not it's not too far i don't think last time it was sighted it was about a, a five days, a five days trip here, a little to the to the southeast. But here's some more information on it that might that might help you a little bit. Um. Oh, perfect. I'd love to copy as much of this as I can on the road. No, yeah, I already copied this. This is copied, copied information. Oh, you copied the whole thing? No, the book. The book. I have, I'm only like three quarters of the way through. Oh. I gotta keep. I gotta keep. Gotta keep copying. Gotta keep. Well, do you know? Did you know that they make a potion for carpal tunnel? Oh they God. do. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's okay. This is fascinating. I don't speak this stuff to you, man. There's one important thing. You need uh-huh. to uh, include the author's name with oh. every copy you make. Oh, okay. To, okay. to credit him. What is his name? I didn't. I didn't find it yet. He's a great man. His name is Aradon Von Deer. Oh, Aradon Von. Oh, Von Deer. Yes. Oh. The old, the old blacksmith? Yeah. Holy shit. That guy, that's incredible. I thought he was dead. I don't think he was. Oh. He was, he wasn't quite lively, but you know, oh. he was alive. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just, I had, man, you know, he used to donate to the outpost here. Oh, he did? Yeah. Huh. I gotta go, I gotta go back to copying. I'll have your book to you, to you soon. I need a bit more time though. Uh, how much longer? We were planning on heading out soon. Uh, maybe, maybe a couple more hours. Oh, I forgot to eat. <laughs> uh i don't think my is group it, is w- it normal to get a headache when when you when you drink this potion or, or am i mixing too many potions i think i'm mixing too many potions oh uh my pop- ass hurts should i take a potion for that oh no no you no you've probably got enough me. potions in your bloodstream by now here uh <laughs> uh the rest the rest of my my colleagues here they would prefer us to go right now so i oh if if that's yeah if that's well to get a long rest you still have to wait until like afternoon yeah i, I can work on my sheath for a while okay we don't have well to leave right now 
I guess he would have told me. I mean, you can you can take you can take the book. I've copied a good bit. Eh, I guess we could wait until you complete it. I'll see you. So I'll see you later. Yeah, thanks. I gotta go right. Gotta go copy. And don't forget, Eridon Von Deer. Eridon Von Deer. You see, like pull out this like inkwell and like write it down his arm. And it like smudges a little bit. He like writes it again. He's like, okay. okay. And he runs back upstairs, like literally runs. Like you hear him trip on like the second to last step. And Man, these guys are dedicated. <laughs> <laughs> and then at this point, that's when Kava makes it to the outpost because that's where you're going to look for a bag of holding, right? Yeah. Kava walks in the door. You look behind him. Is there a bag of holding in here? I don't know. Uh, I'm going to look around. He just went back upstairs to finish copying the book in a few hours by like noon or so. If you have some task you can do. Can I, can I like rummage around looking for... Yeah, you see a bunch of like largely like ammunition, small little weapons, stuff like that. You got like holy water stakes. You've got silvered stuff. You got stuff in these fancy metals. Not a lot for magical items and stuff like that that you can clearly see. Mm, oh, well. You can make an investigation check if you'd like. Yeah, just a quick one. Uh, eight. Yeah, no visual bag of holdings. Even after you root around, you find some like potions and stuff like that. But are there any extra potions of carpal tunnel syndrome? <laughs> you, you find an empty bottle that has that label. Hmm. It's like a like a six. It's like a block of wood with like six vials in it, right? And all six are empty. Hmm. <laughs> I want to go outside and I want to practice with this sword a little bit. Okay, perfect. One thing you immediately notice is that you're going to have to change your sword stances a little bit because normally when you're sword fighting like that, you're going to want to use both of your blades, right? But if you're fighting some sort of Shadowfell creature or something like that, or like Infernal, you're not going to want to use the Doltite and Stygian side. You're going to want to use the Radium and Sylvain side. Mm -hmm. So you're kind of having to figure out how to use this double-bladed sword as a single blade. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm gonna pop it out of the. I'm gonna like open the the box uh-huh. out in the daylight, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pick it up, and I'm just gonna like set the tip on the ground, and I'm just gonna like really get a good look at it because it's a beautiful sword. Mm-hmm. And then I'm gonna like kick the tip with my foot and spin it into a grasp, and I'm just gonna hold like a very wide hand grip on it, one very near the pommel, and one choked way up into the to the cross guard, and I'm just gonna kind of start swinging it. I've never really swung a sword before. Gotcha. Um, but the motion comes pretty easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to practice this newfangled thing I have called the boomstick. A boomstick. Oh, yeah. Okay. You bought a boomstick? No, no he got the stick shooter. Stick shooter. Oh. Is a boomstick a specific gun? Yeah, it's a. It's typically a double-barreled shotgun. shotgun. Oh, yeah. I don't have a boomstick. I have a <laughs> six-shot. Six-shot. So are you going to just pop that off in the town or i mean you're kind of on the outskirts already but you could like step out of town yeah i'm gonna step out of town and try fanning okay okay <laughs> uh you still have five loaded right or did you load another i i loaded it uh, oh no i have five yeah i'm gonna reload it okay so go ahead and add a sixth bullet in there oh yeah okay great yeah i'm gonna try probably unload like three cartridges Oh, gotcha. Okay. Practicing so this advanced technique. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it's the first time I've shot a gun. Yep. Okay. Go ahead and roll me a uh, sleight of hand check. I guess. Gotta this isn't gonna give you. This isn't gonna give you extra attacks, but. <laughs> got gotta practice my accuracy, man. Uh huh. Shoot. Sleight of hand. 
five, seven, seven. Seven. You go to hammer and a couple of the feathers around your hand are plucked painfully out as the cylinder turns and you get one shot off before letting out a horrid squawk. Well, uh, I'm going to just practice <laughs> two-handed accuracy shots from now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Go ahead and give me another just uh, to hit roll. Nine. <laughs> Is that with the added? No, I didn't know that. Was yeah, one? you have a plus five. Oh, that's right. Okay, 14. 14. Yeah, so you're able to like hit a tree dead center, but not like consistently. You can hit a tree. You can hit a tree, but you miss a couple here and there. Okay. Well, as you're practicing. Uh, Mulek uh, is making something. You see him sawing away at something. You don't know where he got it. I just imagine him like over there and he's just like rubbing something together. Yeah. And then every once in a while you hear him just in his mask, just like. <coughs> <coughs> exactly. He's like leaning against a building and you see that he's working on something. You have no idea what it is. And he like lifts it up. It doesn't meet his standards and he like tosses it and he goes and picks something up and starts working on it. Man, I'm going to have to start researching sword moves. Yep. So this cool. can go on as long as you guys want and still count as like a rest. It's like light activity. So yeah, I'll do that for like forty minutes, and then okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna roll out the leather and start trying to measure out this sheath. Okay. I think I'm just gonna do a really basic like a one side stitch, okay. and then probably just like insert some kind of bracing to make it stiff. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So go ahead. Let's see what would be fitting. We can do a sleight of hand performance one of those two well my sleight of hand is better so and uh this is made with proficiency so add your proficiency on top of it because you have proficiency in the tools well i got nat 20 plus two plus proficiency of two so okay awesome natural 24 so yeah in this time it takes a couple hours but you're able to like lay out the leather measure and cut while you're doing this you already realize though that some of these metals are not behaving well with the leather like as you lay it across the sword, you see like the leather start to like tarnish already. Gotcha. Or you have to have a multi-material <laughs> scabbard or Jesus. really cool monster leather scabbard. <laughs> okay. But yeah, okay. the standard leather, while it's not like deteriorating rapidly, you can see it already start to like give. Yeah. Noticing that, I'm just gonna like since I'm not building a permanent mm -hmm. structure and I realize that now, I'm just going to put like like a tack stitch, just kind of one every like six or seven inches mm. down the gotcha. blade. Gotcha, gotcha. And just, just something to be able to carry it. Yeah, in that case, box. you can do that in like three hours. Yeah. Easy. I'll you can put that together. Do that. Especially with that natural 20, you, you are able to assess that it won't be permanent and you're able to get something put together. Mm -hmm. so it's still a very long scabbard. Yeah. So I don't know how you want to place that on your person, but. I don't either yet. I mean, I'm going to take the strap off the box, though, and put it on okay. that scabbard. Is there any, like, in this light, do I notice anything different about this box? Go ahead and roll. Um, Arcana would be the most fitting. Arcana. Yeah. Great. Five. You can see that it's a box, a wooden box, and it also shows some tarnish as well on it. Okay. Well, I'm probably just going to leave it here then. <laughs> yep. There you go. Unless, hey, Never, do you see anything weird about this box? It's like the leather's tarnishing really, really fast, but this box isn't. Hmm. I think to myself with a 20. Hmm. Oh. I look, I look at this. Oh, wait, no. Sorry. It's a, 
My bad. It's only 19. Only 19. Okay. So yeah, <laughs> you look at this and you can see that there it's um a type of wood. It's imbued magically from trees that elves like sing as they grow to make the wood align to be a much, much more harder material than it could ordinarily be. So like there's hardwood and then there's the sung wood. I say this. <laughs> ah, I should probably keep this box then. Yeah, I mean, you might be able to make a wooden scabbard out of it. Maybe, maybe. It's definitely hard, better than that leather. Yeah, it's true. But the leather's not nearly as bulky. <laughs> That's true. See, if I had a bag of holding, I would just stick everything except the handle into this bag of holding, and I would just draw the sword out of that. <laughs> well, the only problem with that is if you prick a bag of holding, like puncture it, you can't just put an unsheathed sword down a bag of holding and expect things to go well. Is there something that happens if you do that? Yeah, you get launched into the astral plane. Oh, fuck. If you get a hole in your bag of holding, everything <laughs> 10 feet around you gets sucked into a black hole and shot out into the astral plane. Oh. You so... go to space. <laughs> So, with what I know about <laughs> bags of holding, that's not a good idea. You could keep the box as a scabbard and, like, stick it to the ground of your bag or something. Mm. Just put it into the hole. Gotcha. Okay. Into the box. I don't know. So Except it's that like the a, box has a lid on the side, so you'd have to, like, open the side of it and then reach in and uh, pull it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll figure it out, but I'll keep it for now. So, yeah, those couple hours pass, and you guys have done that. You assume he's probably done with it. In fact, he runs up to you. Runs up to you guys on the outside of town where you're hanging out. People are avoiding you like townspeople. Runs up with your book and he's like, ah, okay, okay, I got it. I got it copied down. Um, I made you a copy. I know you have that parcel that you're bringing to Bracton. That's the Mistwalkers also trade in information. They give like, take a parcel from this outpost to the one there. And it's how mm. information is spread, jobs are spread and stuff like that. Gotcha. Mm. So he hands you a second smaller parcel with the updated of the skin crawler and the uh, book that he's managed to somewhat copy. And you look through it, it's there's definitely some mistakes. You look through and you're like, that doesn't look like quite the right symbol, mm. but it's somebody who knows well enough might be able to make it out. The copied version, your version is still looks right as rain. Yeah, okay. Perfect. And he kind of wraps up the secondary parcel and hands it to, um, I think Mulek took the first one. Oh. I took one. Okay, so he'll hand it to you. Then. Well, I, I actually, I don't know. I just got on my notes that we have to deliver a parcel. I guess I huh. I don't know who took it. I think I think it was Mulek, but whoever has the first parcel also gets the secondary smaller parcel. Okay, just to whatever next outpost we go to. Yeah, yeah. Are we headed to the tower now or back to cash our contract? Well, the tower is a couple days away. Well, so, so is, like, the tower, so I think is. I said, was about five from where you're at to the mm -hmm. southeast. And Bracton, the town that you got the contract from, is probably about three days travel south. So so it's closer to go to the town and then to the tower. Yeah. Let's do that then. Let's do it. Plus, towns are great. Yeah. Food is good. Then yeah. again, Wizard Tower's... Supposedly have the best cheese on our <laughs> best cheese. There have been <laughs> legends and like bard songs written just about the cheese sellers of Wizard Towers. <laughs> and the ghosts, the flower ghosts. <laughs> everything the, about the, the Wizard Towers is food related. Everything, everything indeed. So is there anything else you want to do before you leave Tannersby? Let's grab a snack. Another for snack. The, for that's, the road. That's a good idea. Does everybody have your rations? That's something we're going to want to have squared away. Food. 
before we leave civilization. Yeah, while, you, while you're sitting here, you know. Oh, I don't have any rations. Oh, yeah, same. <laughs> Let's make I sure have, you have some. Oh, wait, no, I have five rations. No, wait, I have one. Wait, what? what's so quantity? One, quantity one ration is, is, is like a one day's basic food. Okay, I have one ration. You have one No, I have ration. ten. Sorry, ten. I was okay. reading it wrong. I have ten rations. I would like more. Yeah, let and me pull up. And we got ammo at the at the uh, outpost, right? Yeah, you, well, the ammo you already got. Yeah, you can just add regular ammo. That's going to be... Well, let's see. I think it's going to be the same amount as, like, arrows for regular ammo. So I think it's, like, 20 to 1 gold piece. Okay. I want to go buy some at the outpost. Okay. Oh, yeah, I have 10 rations now Okay, that I want to buy at the outpost. Cha-ching. So let's see how much are... Each ration, ration. is 0.5 gold. Okay. For so, uh, Go ahead and stock up on that. Pistol rounds, you said 5 to 1? 20 rounds to 1, one gold, gold piece. Okay, cool. And I will buy 100. Okay, for... perfect. He's got tons of, of, like, regular stuff, so that's five gold pieces. Yeah, cool. And he also has, like, packed rations there as well. I want ten more rations. <laughs> Sounds good. And those were how much? Uh, half, half a gold, a gold. to one. Okay, so I want ten more. So that's five more gold. Five more gold. Okay, ten more rations. I have plenty of rations now. I will not die. <laughs> what about water? Does that come with water? Uh, basically, yeah. That's how I rule it. I don't want to deal with, like, Thirst. water skin, this and that. It's just packed in with your rations. Cool. If <laughs> 20 pounds of food. <laughs> no, 40 pounds of food. Wow. Yep. There you go. <laughs> Even though I'm an opportunist, <laughs> opportunistic uh, eater. <laughs> guess I like eating. Yeah. So is that it? Are we ready to head into the waste once more? Yeah. I think so. So as you leave Tanner's view behind you, delving into this mist, the cold of the mist pricking your skin, and as you walk for about 10, 15 minutes onto the other side, the waste seems to have rapidly changed while you were inside. There's not even a single glimpse of that, that underdark moss and like plant life. None of that exists anymore. You can still see some of these obsidian trees in this cracked ground, but you can also see those small fissures you were seeing earlier are already much wider. And you see that there's like the smell of blood in the air and this red dark fluid is slowly dripping upwards. You see these trees, now that you can get a better look at them, those rainforest like trees seem to be like pulsing on a heartbeat beneath you. You see that even these obsidian trees have these veins that have started to crawl up them from some of these fissures. So now this cracked gray stone is laced with like these dark oily red patches. Wow. Kind of like War of the Worlds kind of a thing. I haven't seen that. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's in an old book. Mm -hmm. Yes, I have. I know it exists. Okay. It's, and it's with, just gore everywhere. All yeah. the plants are gore. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very much so. But you kind of see it like crawling through the life that already exists there. And that is where we end this session. Nice. Oh, man, I don't get an ant. You don't get an ant? I don't get to ant. To, to ant? Ant. Anting is a maintenance behavior during which birds rub insects, usually <laughs> ants, on their feathers and skin. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. Oh. I didn't get to do that. We got out into <laughs> the, into waste, the waste and I wanted to look for some ants. That's funny. Thank you very much for listening tonight. You can find me on Twitter at Rock and Load Tweets and YouTube at Rock and Load. 
You can find us on Twitter at RFOPcast. It's great for updates on the podcast. You can find us on Reddit at r slash RFOPcast. It's great for memes and discussion threads. Our email is rollingfromourproblems at gmail.com. It's a great way to reach out to us. You can find us on TikTok at rollingfromourproblems. Thank you for listening. Please remember to go and rate us five stars or give us a like. Tell your friends about us, you know, or your enemies, whoever you want. Also a reminder that the Cataclysm campaign that you just listened to will eventually become Patreon-exclusive content. But right now, we're really grateful to our early listeners, and we're keeping it up on the main channels for free, but eventually we're going to try and move it over to more exclusivity. So thanks again, guys. And uh, remember to subscribe in order to get notified when there's a new episode of Rolling From Our Problems. Thank you very much for listening to Rolling From Our Problems Cataclysm. In this episode, we used ambience and music from Incompetech Com. These may have been modified from their original form, and links to these artists' works are in the description below. I have a picture to show you guys. Okay, okay. I went up to last weekend, right, which is like a gun show, but for <clears throat> knives and stuff. And there was a dude there who, this works so perfectly, actually. <laughs> there was a dude there from and he made this sword and was delivering it and brought it to showcase. Oh. It, like it's another like four or five inches past the screen. Yeah, I didn't really get a good picture of like oh, the sword that's itself. Sweet. But whoa, that's sweet. And then I'll show you another one. There was another dude there with this giant like battle axe thing. Oh, it's cool. Should probably bleep that out. Well, yeah, they'll appropriately bleep stuff out. Like the, the state that's too identifying that we yes. may or may not live on in the <laughs> United States <laughs> or in the United States wow. at all. We're actually currently on. We're in Puerto Rico. We're in Sweet. Antarctica. We're currently on a deserted island in the middle of, um, I'm not telling you what ocean we're in. This great axe, though, <laughs> was literally like shaving sharp. Damn. I'm not even not even fucking with you. That's wow. fucking sweet. It was crazy. So I got to live out my D&D character, and now I get a great sword. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What was his name? The faded guy. Holy shit, I lost his name in my notes. The guy you just... Wait, the faded guy at the outpost? Yeah. Uh, I did not write it down. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm so I'm upset now. I can't believe I forgot his... Can't I wrote it down. This. I was I like... I can't believe you've done this. Oh, I'm so, I'm so upset right now. It wasn't... Hammered. I wrote down the name of the barkeep that you didn't ask his name, but the <laughs> important guy you need information from... Holy shit. That's okay. We can go back in time and get it. Just like, please. Yeah, and then just insert it. It's <laughs> basically what I'm going to do. Re-record lines. I'm just going to call him. Um, it was it was a D name. Nope. Dextros. It. it was like. Denethor. Denethor. Steward of Gondor. <laughs> uh, we'll just call him. Uh, it was something similar to Derek, but very fantasy sounding. Derek. Dareton, Dirk, Dirk, Dirk. You can call him Dirk. Dirk. <laughs> like that shitty little sword. Dirk. He's Dirk now. <laughs> that is not. That is not a raven sound. <laughs> we should overlay so that so it actually sounds badass. <laughs> Make a like a like an edited deep pitch raven. <laughs> Sidebar. Uh huh. I actually had a whack ass dream. The other day, uh -huh. 
and we were all in it. Ooh. Okay. So we were all back. Right. And it was like a ghost town, you know, like an old west ghost town. But we were all modern folks. Right. And we go up there and there's this little inn where the used to be and it's haunted. And so we're up there ghost hunting and it's dark and it's spooky. And we walk in and there's one like old dude manning the counter and no one else in there. Like, but it's like tables upon tables, just all these tables, like Mm -hmm. 15 to 30, like uh, cafeteria, wooden picnic table types, you know, in this huge room, there's no one there. And so he like dishes us up some food and we're eating. And then we start hearing all these voices all around us in this like canteen cafeteria area. And then we're like, Hey, what's like behind there because the counter there's like a little drop down section and another like saloon door out the back and he's mm-hmm. like oh that's where all the men go and i was like we're like well we want to go he was like all right you can i guess if you want to just stay on the path we're like okay so we go through these doors and there's this little path through these like dead wood oh. you know just big straight dead trees and this like shanty little road that's just been like walked out you know and we start walking and as we're walking more and more people start showing up with us and then it starts to climb up this barren dirt hill and there's like a guide rope that we're all using gotcha and we're climbing up this guide rope and then it gets to the top of the like the peak of this hill and there's just this perfect channel cut out of the peak and it's there's ice growing into the walls. And so we start just like picking up tools and mining this ice. And we look around and we realize that everyone else that's already there Uh that's behind us are all like half dead. Like quite literally like decaying Uh away. And we all are like sawing, like you and I were running a crosscut saw. Uh I picked up an ax and we were cutting out these like perfect sheets of ice and sending them down this guide rope on sleds. And people were taking them back to the inn. And I was like, why are we doing this? (laughs) Like, why are we doing this? We're not getting paid. And we've been doing this forever now. Like, we just worked and worked and worked. And I was like, why are we still here? And every time I would think that, I'd be like, but I just want to cut another sheet of ice. (laughs) And then, like, I was, like, looking around at all of us. And we all just kept working. And then Uh I woke up. That's terrifying. It was kind of freaky, right? Yeah, yeah. And it, good was, horror. it was just nighttime forever too. Like the sun never came up, it was, but it wasn't cold. Uh-huh. We we're just mining this weird supernatural ice. It was bizarre. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Um, what should I put in for this great sword? I think. Sword of many colors. Oh yeah. Well, I mean the guy who wields it gets to name it. Okay. It hasn't been wielded yet. I just, I mean for like the, like as a placeholder in my inventory. Oh yeah. Just make it a great sword for now. Okay. The sword. <laughs> The RGB sword. Beep. <laughs> what? It's- I sure love how <laughs> gave you cancer. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yep. So that's that's another session down. The episode's nice. already is recorded. One. So got a really cool sword, some cool information, some a lead to check out for some more wizarding shit. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Why are the post uh, the outpost workers so dedicated? Because they're they're hated, first of all, because they deal with the faded. Right. So everybody hates them. So they're not even faded. They just no. deal with them. They just work for the faded, basically. Gotcha. Basically, they, you know, they trade information, manage goods and stuff like that. They basically work for the faded, but they don't have to go out into the waste. People still hate them for it. But right. They're dedicated because they're being useful. Mm-hmm. They feel more 
more useful than anyone else in the town. Yeah, yeah. And like you were the only people that treat them decent. The faded are the only people that treat them decent. Okay, that's fair. But like he's just <laughs> scrambling to get his wrist screwed up. And like, Holy cow, man. Well, Dirk is Dirk is different too. He's a dedicated man. 